Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Tuesday, December 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at Brussels' new plan to challenge the U.S. dollar, a possible third bailout for London's new light rail project, and how a group of hackers is targeting CFOs. Then, the FT's Anjali Raval is here to tell us why Qatar is leaving OPEC. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. The FT reports that Brussels has a plan to challenge the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. Tomorrow, the European Commission is set to publish a blueprint to promote a, quote, stronger international role for the euro. The Financial Times saw a draft of the blueprint. The commission is expected to say that U.S. President Donald Trump's policies have underlined the need to increase the EU's economic sovereignty. With the blueprint, Brussels is calling for more political pressure for energy contracts to be denominated in the euro. They'll also advocate channeling euro-denominated financial trades through registered platforms. And they'll encourage the development of an EU payment system. The currency used for energy sales is especially important right now. Europe is trying to preserve a deal with Iran to curb Tehran's nuclear activities. More than 80% of the EU's energy imports are priced and paid for in U.S. dollars, and the U.S. has pulled out of the nuclear deal with Iran. The proposals in the blueprint are expected to be discussed by EU leaders at a summit in Brussels later this month. And the financial crisis at London's light rail project continues. According to people familiar with the matter, Crossrail is expected to ask the government for a bailout worth hundreds of millions of pounds. Crossrail is the new east-west railway line being built in London, and this would be the company's third bailout this year. In August, Crossrail management admitted the project would be delayed by a year. It was a move that infuriated ministers. And just a few months ago, London Mayor Sadiq Khan faced controversy over whether he misled the public about the project's delays and cost overruns. The project already received an injection of £590 million in July, and a £350 million loan in October. That increased its total cost to £15.8 billion. The exact amount of money they'll need for this additional funding hasn't been worked out yet. And the FT reports that a hacker group called the London Blue is targeting chief financial officers in the US, Mexico, and Europe. The group has compiled a list of 35,000 CFOs who work at the world's biggest banks and mortgage companies. It uses the list to send CFOs requests to transfer money. According to the cyber threat detection company Agari, the London Blue are the latest group to focus on what's called business email compromise campaigns. In July, the FBI warned that this method is on the rise, and that it has cost companies more than $12 billion since 2013. Agari has handed over its evidence to the U.S. and U.K. law enforcement agencies. And here's something you might want to know more about. The state of Qatar has decided to withdraw its membership from the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, effective January 2019. That was Qatar's Minister of State for Energy Affairs, Saad Al-Kabi. On Monday, he announced the Gulf country would leave the oil price cartel OPEC. OPEC was founded in 1960 and now has 15 members. That'll be down to 14 when Qatar officially leaves. Qatar said it's quitting because it wants to enhance its role abroad and to focus on natural gas. But the announcement has fueled suspicion that Qatari leaders are looking to irritate Saudi Arabia. 
The FT's oil and gas correspondent, Anjali Raval, is here to tell us about the deteriorating political situation in the region and what Qatar's move means for the rest of OPEC. Yeah, so last year, diplomatic and economic embargo was imposed on Qatar by Saudi Arabia as well as the UAE. And this was also alongside two other members in the Arab Gulf. And this pushed Doha further into the arms of others like Turkey and Iran, kind of arch enemies in the region. The thinking behind this was that, look, we're going to punish Doha because it has this kind of wild regional foreign policy that supports terrorism, essentially. And obviously, this is something that Qatar uh, really denies. It doesn't believe that at all. And how much did Qatar actually influence OPEC oil production policy? Did they have a big influence? So OPEC, in terms of the amount of oil it produces, it's fairly small. It's one of the smallest members. However, because it was aligned with other Gulf Arab members, there were sort of four members of the so-called GCC. So four out of the six members of the GCC were in OPEC, and they traditionally were allied. And ahead of the OPEC meeting, these countries would meet and they would coordinate on strategy. Essentially, what they were doing is aligning themselves with OPEC's biggest producer and most influential member, which was Saudi Arabia. So in that sense, that was Qatar's role. But in 2016, there's a ceremonial role within OPEC known as the OPEC president, and it's a rotating position. And it was in 2016 that Qatar's then oil minister had this role. And this was a time when global producers, including Russia outside of OPEC, were trying to coordinate on some kind of policy to enact supply curbs and bring the oil market into balance. And at that time, Qatar did have an influential role. And OPEC ministers are actually set to meet later this week in Vienna. Uh, So can you tell us what they'll be doing and then what impact Qatar leaving OPEC might have on that meeting? So it's expected that some form of a a cuts deal will be announced this week. Uh, We had Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman meeting in uh, Argentina um, at the G20 summit with Russia. And there was a sense that there was agreement basically between these two camps that they they will actually agree to something. However, what that is hasn't been agreed. Now, Khaled al-Faleh, who is Saudi Arabia's energy minister, has said that, look, we may need a production cut of at least one million barrels a day to bring some semblance of balance into the oil market, because we've seen prices really tumble since October. But analysts say we could need more than 1.4 million barrels a day. So what exactly they agree on is still up in the air. They haven't decided fully what this looks like. I mean, part of the concern is that Saudi Arabia, even if it does want to cut, may message it very differently because it doesn't want to irritate U.S. President Donald Trump, who has really called for big producer countries to keep on pumping. Now, as to what this decision by Qatar, what impact that might have on the meeting, I think at this stage, people still think it's it's really not going to matter. Ultimately, in terms of actual production, as we said before, Qatar is very small. But also the Qatari minister said, sure, we might be leaving OPEC, but we're still keen to comply with any coordinated production agreements. We should just take that at face value and also just see how things progress over time. 
you can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following the latest on the Brexit divide. You can find a really helpful explainer on our homepage today on what will happen when the Commons votes on the deal. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.